guys today. Uh, my family is the one that tried to start the clap back there. But uh, my wonderful wife, Natalie, here. We've been married for 16 years. Um, my two beautiful daughters, Kira and Talia. I should have said Talia and Kira. You always start with the oldest. Don't mess that up. And I have to say my in-laws, who I'll get in trouble, Joe and Nancy, my two wonderful in-laws. But um, I'm just honored to be here today. Um, I have a growing friendship with Tana, and um, I'm so glad he's getting rest, and I'm able to be here with you guys today. He is a hard worker. He prays for revival. He cares about conversion. He cares about people coming to know Jesus, and you guys are really blessed to have a lead pastor like Tana, and I'm truly honored and privileged to be here with you guys today. I hope the words that I say are helpful. Um, and as John said, that it helps you know God for who he is. And God is wonderfully patient. Some of us might have ideas about God that are not biblical and that they're messing with our spiritual life. They're messing with our minds. They're messing with our lives. You might see God as an angry father. That we can never please him. Maybe our father was unrighteously angry all the time, and that's how we, we project that onto God. I pray today that you see that our God is gentle, and our God is kind. And our God sent his son to show off his patience with us and through the gospel. And I, I pray that you just know and believe that God is so patient with you. The text we're going to read from today is in Psalm 103, verses 7 through 12. It says, He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. At least once or twice a year at Restoration Road, um, we have Testimony Sunday. I'm sure you guys do that too. And so at our past Testimony Sunday, I got to hear people over and over again talk about how God has saved them from how God cared for them. But then I heard a theme running through. They kept saying, I kept making the wrong choices. I kept taking the wrong path. I kept running away. I didn't do this right, and I didn't do that right. But they came back to this truth over and over again. God never let me go. He never gave up on me. On me. He was patient with me and has been patient with me throughout all my life. He's been faithful. He's been patient. He hasn't poured out his wrath on me. He's poured out his love and his patience. And I was just so amazed by that, and I realized how much that is all our story. Amen? The way God's writing our story is we can only proclaim God has been so patient I want you guys to feel that personally today. We're going to focus on three things. God reveals himself as patient. God is patient with us. I want you guys to feel
sin that we can personally. And God wants to show off his patience through us to others. So let's begin here to ask the people of God, for those of us who believe, maybe some here today are wrestling with their faith or even asking questions about Jesus. For those who believe, we base our life, we build our life as we just sang on the word of God. What does God say about himself? What does he reveal to us about himself? And we live our life according to those truths. See, we can have perceptions that are off when it comes to our view of God. We can have speculations that can be tainted. But when God speaks from his very mouth about who he is, we can live our life according to that truth. So the first thing I want us to hear is God reveals himself as patient. You know, I'm not just some pastor that wants to, you to feel good about God being patient. I'm able, and all the pastors who preach the gospel, to say God is patient because he declares it and he proclaims it. He's long-suffering. He's slow to anger. He loves you. You know, an important part to understand in this text is we see it at the very beginning. It says, he made his ways known to Moses. This is a very important detail here in, in the scriptures we're learning from today because David is looking back to a time when God revealed himself to Moses in a powerful way so with the Hebrew people they would understand it as God is long-suffering he's slow to anger the word we would use would be patient and I'm just going to read a scripture to you real quick so you see the first time that God ever proclaimed he was patient in Exodus 34 6 God proclaims this of himself to Moses at the top of the mountain, face to face. I don't know if I can say face to face. He was in the presence of Moses. All right? Can't get called out on that. Tanner will call me on the sabbatical and say, what are you talking about? Exodus 34, 6 said, the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, the Lord, the Lord. Now here God proclaiming this about himself, a God merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Now, to understand when God said this is to understand his patience because this is the first time he's proclaimed it. He had just delivered the people of God out of 400 years of slavery with some of the greatest signs and wonders the world had ever seen. They were in bondage. They were in slavery. He delivers them from the world power at the time. He parts the Red Sea, and they walk through it, one of the greatest miracles the world will ever see. My daughter says I don't say miracle right, so I apologize. That's the Boston accent coming through. Some of you call me out on that. I saw my daughter look to my mother-in-law. But one of the most powerful things God has ever done, he delivers his people. He shows off his signs and wonders. They're sitting at the bottom of the mountain of God where he's uh, revealing revelation to them. He's writing the uh, commandments with his very fingerprints to Moses. And Moses comes down that mountain. And what are the people of God doing? They have made two idols to worship. After God had just delivered them, they made two false gods to worship. They were in all kinds of debauchery and immorality and sinful revelry. And Moses comes down that mountain and he sees it and he thinks to himself, how can this be? God has just done this. He has just delivered us. 
And he's so mad when he sees what the people of God are doing after that God has shown them so much love that he tombstones the Ten Commandments, the first set. Do you understand how mad you have to be to tombstone the Ten Commandments? Now, I, I've been pastoring for a little while now, and I hear stories about one guy smashed his flat screen TV because he found out his girlfriend was cheating on him. So he just smashed it. Said she's not watching TV on a, you know, a TV I paid for. I've heard of couples throwing stuff off cabinets, husbands and wife, and then they feel bad about it and receive God's grace. I've heard grown men smash remote controls because they can't make it to the next level in a video game. But all those things can be replaced at Best Buy. When you smash the Ten Commandments, you have to have a feeling that maybe God has given up on us. We don't even need these. We don't even need these. If he did that much and they're still doing this, we don't even need these. Because how can we follow these when we can't even worship one God and one God alone? But amazing thing happens. God says to Moses in his perfect patience, he says, Moses, come back up here. Let's do this again. Come back up here, let's do this again. And that's when in Exodus 34, 6, he proclaims, he reveals, he said, your God is patient. Your God, our God, is slow to anger. Your God, our God, my God, doesn't give up on us. Amen? So this is the first thing we need to hold on to. God has revealed himself as patient. Secondly, God is patient with us. <clears throat> I try to think about what the people of Israel, God's chosen people, were thinking about at the time after Moses smashed those tablets and went back up to the mountain. They, they could have been thinking about what kind of message was God going to bring back down that mountain? What was he going to reveal through his mediator, Moses? And I'm sure many of them weren't expecting for him to come down with a new set of commandments so they can learn to love their God with all their heart, soul, and mind, and strength, and to love others, and to be a community of light. But when Moses came down that mountain, even that action God is proclaiming to his people, I am patient with you. And I need you to hear this today. Because some of you feel like God, it's just you've outsinned his love. That it finally happened. You haven't changed. He gave you long enough. And there's no way that he can still be patient and have a disposition toward, and love and patience towards you. I'm telling you because of the gospel of Jesus Christ, his disposition is always patience. You know, I struggled with this in my late 20s and early 30s. I just felt like God was always angry with me. Does anyone feel that sometimes when we fall short? Like God's just up there, just with his fist in the air, like, I'm going to crush this dude. What are they doing down there? I've forgiven them of, that, them of that same sin, that same habit, that same immaturity over and over again. I've called them to growth. Why are they still doing this? Some must feel like that, but that's, God is not angry like that towards us. I was saying to myself, I, I, I should have matured in this area already. I should have smashed this idol already. I should have overcame this sin already. And so it, it left me always in a, uh, with a feeling of angst. You know what didn't happen? 
I didn't truly grow in Christ because I was stuck in that hamster wheel because I was always feeling that God was feeling a certain toward, way towards me, and that wasn't how he was towards me. You know what makes us grow in Christ? God's patience towards us. You will grow the most not when you think of God's already always ready to crush you, but that he's always there to be long-suffering and teach you through the power of the Holy Spirit how to become more like Jesus. And I learned this through a simple yard story. So I'm starting to like landscaping a little more. I'm 41 now. I'm getting old. So you got to find something to do. You trim a bush. You, cut, you, you mow something. But in my late 20s and early 30s, I hated landscaping with all my heart. To give my Saturday to trimming a bush or mowing the law was like, you, I might as well be working, right? But there was a bush in the front yard that was thrown off the symmetry of the whole house, and I have a little OCD. I couldn't deal with it. So I kept pulling up and looking at it like, you're messing up my life, bush. So I said, I got to do it. I got to take this bush out. So I hated landscaping at the time. My father-in-law loves landscaping. I'm talking old Italian, five generations of landscaping. Get up in the morning, take off the shirt, grab a rake, and just stand in the grass and just take it all in, like just breathing life in. So he shows up at my house. I asked him to help. He shows up with an 1894 shovel that's been passed down through four generations with a smile on his face, like, let's do this. I'm irritated. Let's get the bush out and get it done as soon as possible. I look at this bush, and this is real life. I start attacking this bush with everything I am. I grab it from the base. I'm ripping it. I'm moving around. I'm cutting myself. I'm grunting, trying to rip this bush. I thought I was a lot stronger than I was. And my father looked at me like I was an absolute idiot because I was acting like one. And he looked at me with his 1894 shovel. And he said, you're trying to do something in one minute that's going to take us a half an hour. And at that moment, you know how, the God, uh, how God speaks to you in little things in your life and it really drives the point home? I realized that I thought God was trying to do something with me in a minute that was going to take a lifetime. He was trying to do something. I acted as if. I was going to change in a day, and I needed the grace of God day after day and his new morning mercies every day where God was going to change me. And you know what happened? We stepped up to that bush. It took every bit of a half an hour, and I felt it all. Move around, put a little in, yank it out, get a little more. I'm irritated. It's going too long. Let's... Then we pulled that bush right out of the ground because we were patient. Now, God really just moved in me from that moment. And I was able to rest in the patience of God because, you know what? I can't rip all the idols out of my life today. You can't rip all the idols out of your life today. You know what? You can't instantly mature by tomorrow morning. And if we expect that, we're going to be in condemnation all the time. But what Jesus speaks through his cross and what God speaks through his word is, I'm with you for the long haul. I'm going to make you more like my son Jesus. 
You are my workmanship. I chose you before the foundation of the world to know me. And because I know you, none of our persistent sin can shake the love of God for us. God is patient with you. He's patient with me. He's patient with us. So maybe some of you are struggling with anger. You're like, man, when am I going to stop being such an angry person? I got good news for you. God is slow to anger, and he will take time to show you his gentleness, and he will make you a gentle person. Are you struggling with loving other people? Four years ago, I said to myself, I don't love people as much as I used to. And I'm a pastor. I said, I barely even like people. And I had to really repent and say, God, I don't want to leave the house. I just want to watch Netflix and barbecue a little bit and get back in. I said, i got to love people again. Will you do that in me? And I'm doing better. i still got a way to go. People irritate me sometimes. I'm just preaching the message on patience. <laughs> but God will do that. He will build a love in us over time, but it takes so much time. Are you struggling to be thankful and content where God has you in your life today? i got great news. You're exactly where you're supposed to be, and God is pleased with you. Don't look back. I misstepped here. I should have done this. No, God is sovereign. He's ordained your whole path, the suffering, the joy, the valleys, the mountains, every single thing. You're right where you're supposed to be because God is patient with us. Why? Because some of us might be saying, how can he be patient with me? I'm so sinful. And verse 10 tells us, because he does not deal with us according to our sins nor repay us according to our iniquities. You see, if we have a mindset that we think God, the way he deals with us, his disposition towards us, that he's dealing with us according to our sins, we will always feel like God is angry with us. But what's the beautiful news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, God's only son? That he dealt with our sins on our behalf so that God does not deal with our sins. He dealt with our sins through Jesus. Let me say this right. He dealt with our sins through Jesus so that we didn't have to experience the wrath of God so that God's disposition towards us could always be patience. For eternity, we're not going to shake it. God's going to be patient with us forever. And he revels in that. He He finds much joy in that, to be patient with us. Because he finds much joy in the work of his son, Jesus. It was perfect. It was fully atoning. There was no sin left. Therefore, he can be slow to anger and long-suffering. Amen? Amen. Because he doesn't deal with us according to our sins. Feel that. Believe that. Live according to that. Because that is the truth that the gospel reveals to us. Now, here's the hard part. I want to say hard because the Holy Spirit works with us through sanctification, to cause us to be patient with others. It's tough out there. You've been on the roads lately? What's wrong with people? Everyone's yelling at me. I'm a slow driver. I know I got pulled over twice for driving too slow. I swear to goodness. True story. I can't figure out why everyone's trying to get everywhere in a rush, you know? But God wants to reveal his patience to others through us as vessels of patience so we can show off that wonderful attribute of God. You know, years ago when we first planted the church, Restoration Road, we met in a a Catholic high school, much like you guys. 
uh, in a high school. And um, they had these high ceilings they hadn't painted since like 1942. So I thought it would be a good idea to have a painting party. Painting parties sound like a good idea until you have the painting party. <laughs> because you realize everyone doesn't paint well. So these four dudes showed up. They were hyped up. They were new to the church. They're like, give me some rolls. I'm about to do this. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. We're going to get this, paint, this place painted in no time. They got more on the floor than on the wall. They were splatooning the floor. It was just like, like no skill. And so this was around the same time God was teaching me about patience. So I'm ready to go crazy because we're leasing this place. I'm like, how do I deal with this like a good leader and be diplomatic? But I'm ready to, my head's ready to blow off my body. And so I, I gave a little pastoral speech like, let's bring it in, smile on the face. Let's try to not get pain on the floor. Let's do that. It didn't help at all. It didn't help at all. I end up next to this guy named Ross, and he was the worst of the bunch. And he, he just wasn't rolling the thing. He was just like, boom, boom, boom. And he just came right out over the floor, and he looked at me because I just gave the speech with a look of fear. And by the grace of God, I looked at him and said, it's no big deal, Ross. We can clean it up. His face went from fear to you, t you could tell he was feeling emotion he hadn't felt before. He was working through something he hadn't felt before. And a minute later, he said to me, Joey, he said, thank you for being patient with me. No one has ever been patient with me in my whole life. And I, I, I couldn't even comprehend that. Like, no one in your whole life has ever been patient with you? See, we don't know people's stories. And God can bring us into a situation just to be patient over something as simple as paint because it's the everyday things that we got to be patient about. Those are the highly spiritual things. When someone spills paint, they cut you off on the road, they're nasty with you, and you've got to give a soft answer. That's where patience lives, and patience makes a difference. And this man was changed in that moment because he said, thank you for being patient. Because I saw, and I'm paraphrasing here, God's patience through the way you were patient with me. We can change people's days and lives and show off the love of God when we're patient with them. The world needs so much patience. How about when we're on the road, like I said, and we don't have the Redemption Hill bumper sticker on the car, and we're out in the middle of rotary just yelling at people, but rather we're patient. We let that person go. Even though it burns inside, we let them go. And we're not screaming and yelling, but those are our neighbors, even if they're in a car. And we're neighborly and loving and patient. You know, I, I saw when I was driving over here on a transformer, it said, uh, be kind and pass it on. That message is for today, too. Be patient and pass it on. It's amazing when you're patient with someone that they think about the way they deal with other people. And I think, man, I should be patient, too, because I know how good that felt. How about bad customer service? We're talking about everyday things here. How about when that steak comes out and it ain't the way you asked it to come out? How about when you're waiting for that meal and two hours later you're like, where are they at? You know, a few years ago I went horseback riding with my family and so we called, it was up in North Conway, and so we called the, the place and we wanted to ask some questions and the lady was just nasty. 
Like we're like, oh, so what do you got? How old? How do you have to be to ride a horse? How, um, how tall? And she was just like, she didn't want to answer the questions. But there was no other horseback riding place, so I said, we got to go there. You think that when we got there, she would have been a little kinder? No, she was meaner. Nasty. And we're sitting, and we're like, you know when you go a place and you're like giving a business, you're like, do they want me here? Like, I thought this was open for business. <laughs> and so we were just like, I said, once again, this is around the time I was trying to learn patience. So God will put things in your path, I'm telling you, if you want to learn patience. And so I, 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 said, I said to my family, I said, listen, let's just be patient with her because she might be really anxious. So everything was a beef. When we put on the helmet, she getting weighed, everything, no kindness. But as we were patient with her, as we didn't lose it, as we didn't report her to the manager, as we didn't do all that stuff, she started to lighten up. And then you realize that she was just anxious about the start of the day. And she was having trouble coping with her day. And as we showed her patience, she actually became very friendly and we became friends. That's so important for us to show off the love of God, his patience towards others. It's powerful. It's powerful stuff. There's a million ways I could tell you right now that you're going to have opportunities to show off God's patience to others. It could be at work with a coworker. Work environments are very hard, aren't they? You could have someone who's very unkind, they're trying to get ahead, they're trying to, maybe they're saying wrong things against you, maybe they're false, maybe they're making you look bad in the boss's eyes. The wrong way to respond to that is to be harsh. The powerful way to respond to that is to show off God's patience to others through the way you treat your neighbor, Amen. Now, finally, A.W. Pink gave us what I believe is a powerful definition of patience, and I just want to read it to you today. The patience of God is that excellency which causes him to sustain great injuries without immediately avenging himself. The patience of God is that excellency which causes him to sustain great injuries without immediately avenging himself. When I meditated on that quote, doesn't it bring us to the cross of Christ? Jesus sustained great injury on our behalf so that we could experience the patience of God. Injury that was meant for you and me. I should be punished. We should be punished for our sin. God shouldn't be patient with us because we let him down over and over again, but because of Jesus Christ, because he was whipped, beaten, flogged, ultimately murdered, persecuted, humiliated. Because he endured that injury on our behalf so that we didn't have to experience the wrath of God. Now we can live in God's patience. That lifts Jesus high, doesn't it? That he was willing to endure that. That he was willing to take that injury and to suffer like that. Shows off God's patience to us. We don't have to look any further than the cross of Christ to see the ultimate patience of God. And it doesn't have an expiration date. It's eternal. So Redemption Hill. Know this, that God revealed himself as patient, and we can build our life on it. 
Know that he is patient with you personally. He loves you as a perfect father. Always patient, always gentle because of the cross of Christ. And let's go out in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the power of the gospel, and let's look for opportunities where we can be patient with our neighbors, with our enemies, with our friends, with our brothers and sisters. Allow that attribute of God to flow through us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Let's pray. At this time, we'll invite the music team up here to lead us in song. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful, so thankful for your divine patience towards us. Where would we be, Lord, if it was not for your long suffering? If you were quick to anger, we could not. be in this loving relationship with you. But because your, your perfect justice and your perfect love meets on the cross of our Savior Jesus, we live in the glory of your everlasting patience. I pray that you, Lord, would cause us all to believe and know that, Father. For those struggling to receive your long-suffering, help the cross to become big in their hearts right now. For those who have not forgiven themselves of sins they have committed, help them to know that those, all those sins are dealt with through the cross of your son Jesus, the name above all names, the Savior, the Word become flesh, our God, the one through whom all things were made, the patient one. Lord, for those who are wrestling with their faith right now, Help them believe. Help us believe and to know you for who you are, a patient God. Amen.